Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Xandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for joining my podcast this week. I am really excited for this episode. And I think one of the reasons I'm excited for this episode is that I, one of my biggest, biggest learning experience in this life has really been around food. And food is medicine and food is nourishment and all the different layers inside of being a person that can see food as medicine, is really committed to food as medicine, but also just as a normal human can feel that tug of war that still happens inside when you're trying to take the information around health and food and medicine and you can still feel these kind of underlying waves that push against health in a way. And so this feels like a vulnerable episode. It feels like an episode where I can really speak to my process around it. And the reason I'm I'm speaking to it as well is I think this is really human. I think most of us, uh, like when it comes to diet and food, most of us have an idea of what is the food that quote unquote is going to be best for our bodies. And again, I don't have this specific... I'm not a person that's just like, this is the diet for everyone, or everyone should be eating this, or everyone shouldn't be eating this. I definitely have had stages in my life where I was definitely more of the vocal vegan, where I was like, you know, I'm a vegan. I've had those experiences. I've had the full gluten-free experiences that I still rock mostly <laughs> at this current time. I've had the like dairy-free kind of pieces. I've had the like get rid of the nightshades pieces. I've had the like try to go raw. I've had the juice cleanses. I mean like I've done the fasting. <laughs> I've done all of it and so I'm speaking to you from a person that's really played with health and nutrition definitely for the last 15 years. It's just been this on and off thing and what led me into even looking at food as medicine is that I just had so many stomach issues growing up, just had so much different stomach pain situations where I knew that what I was eating, you know, like food-wise wasn't great, but I was like, how does everyone else like eat this food and not have so much pain? And I've talked about this in other episodes that for me, food um, caused a lot of pain in my system. It got to the point where I just thought when I was supposed to when I had food, it was just supposed to hurt. You know, I just thought like, okay, everyone's supposed to get bloated. Okay. Everyone's supposed to have these really kind of contractual, like, ugh, almost like cramps just all the time happening in the body. And so there was a really beautiful experience that I had when I was probably late high school. And I was like, I have got to figure out how to like a salad. I was like, I've got to figure it out. <laughs> I just don't like lettuce, you know, and I didn't, I didn't grow up eating vegetables as a kid. So I, if you can imagine like most of my meals were the pizza and the mac and cheese and the chicken nuggets and typical fast food and, and a lot of that type of uh, things, deep fried things. Like I just never really ate vegetables unless it was like, oh, not even on pizza. Really I'm trying to think what I ate vegetables. I didn't even eat like a pickle till I was almost 17, you know? So this is like really intense around like not really getting a lot of vitamins and nutrients. Didn't drink water for some reason was really 
not liking water until I was 17. So you can picture, right? Like all this pain, all these like specialists going into things and people would tell me like, you need to eat this food. And I was like, I don't know how to like the food. I don't know how to, I don't think this tastes good, right? Like, but what was happening for me is I wasn't really even connected where to food, where, where food came from. My mom told me a story when I was like, oh my gosh, like five or six or something like that. And we went to a restaurant and we ordered chicken and I took a bite into the chicken and there was a bone in it. And I just started freaking out and crying. And she was like, what's wrong? And I had no idea as a kid that chicken had bones in it. Like I knew it was chicken, but I had no idea it even came from an animal. Um, And so I didn't, I think I had my first steak when I was 17 and then stopped eating steak when I was 19. So so there was only like a two year period. But even the idea of eating meat with a bone in it, like I just had no idea where things came from. And so it's interesting because both sides of my family are farmers, right? And worked at grain elevators and, you know, lots of farming kind of culture. So like this background, right, of, of farmers and plants and animals and things like that. But like that didn't flow down to me at all, really. And so I've really developed such a cool relationship with food as medicine. And in this podcast, I really want to invite your kind of heart and your awareness in like, what was food like? Did I know that food came from animals? Was I really aware that when I was eating chicken as a kid that it was an actual chicken, right? Like sometimes there's such a cognitive dissonance with those things. And so really inviting you, even though I can't hear you, (laughs) into this conversation around like how is food or is not medicine for you? And so when I was 18, I think I've told this story before, but I went to college and ended up talking to some like vegan organization and they kind of convinced me like, just give it a week, just do like a meat free week. And it was relatively easy at that time. And I was like, you know what? I really like want to learn how to cook things. I want to learn how to like things. I want to learn, you know, cause it would, it would be hard. I would go to like events or restaurants and there was very few things that I could actually eat. I just eat off the kid menu, you know, like all oh, chicken fingers. <laughs> so There was something in me that decided when I got to college, like, I got to figure this out. I got to expand my palate. And some of it, you know, was this earnestness, but some of it was growing older and being like, I don't know if I can eat like this and maintain a healthy weight. I don't know if I can feel good about my body and its abilities if I'm just eating a lot of junk food all the time. It doesn't really help me maintain a weight that feels good, you know, for my system. And so... I started, right, kind of a little bit in this fear state around like, okay, I got to figure this out. And it took me on such a wild, amazing, amazing, amazing journey for food as medicine. And it's come a long way. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of the nuggets that I've learned. And hopefully they can be helpful to your journey on how it's going or how it's been as well. There was a huge, huge moment at one point in my life, and this is again in my early 20s, where I went to a restaurant and I pushed myself to eat something completely different. And I ate, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a raw food restaurant or something like that. And I ended up having like a smoothie, like some kind of like taco thing. And my whole body started buzzing. Almost to a scary point, I was like, what is happening? It felt like someone like plugged me into an electrical socket. And I was like, this is bananas. Like, what is what is happening? And I looked down and I was like, where did this food come from? 
I was like, where, where did it come from? And I talked to the server and it was this local restaurant in Minneapolis and they were like, yeah, you know, we partner with farmers and we try to get everything local and we have like co-ops where we get our food and everything's organic. And I was like, oh my God. And I had no money at that time. I was like, how, I love this feeling. How in the heck am I going to be able to support this type of food budget? Like there's no way at one point post-college, um, I was working, at like a grocery store, but I couldn't afford to shop at the grocery store. It was a high level, uh, like a fancier grocery store called Kowalski's. And I was working in the catering department and I literally could not afford the grocery store food that I was working like in the office above essentially like making $12 an hour as a catering coordinator. And, um, I was like, there was a point I remember looking in my fridge one day and I had a couple days till my paycheck and I had three eggs, rice, carrots and soy sauce and I was like I'm just gonna have to mix it all together I'm just gonna have to figure it out and I mixed it all together and I made like a carrot egg fried rice and I was like oh my god that was delicious like that was amazing and it was just this moment of like I can do this like I like I don't have to have this really crazy financial budget I don't have to shop at the super big grocery stores but it felt so good to be creative and I was like oh, that's what's missing. That's what's creating, like, that's what's creating this big thing is there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of fear. I'm fearful about continuing to eat what I eat because I'm afraid of this idea of my body turning into a certain shape that doesn't feel good to me, right? I'm afraid of that kind of materialistic kind of standpoint, right? Which is valid in some way, right? Sometimes we feel better at different sizes in our body, its abilities, whatever that is. But so I was like, ooh, okay, so... I've been coming at the food piece from fear. I've been coming at it from a place of really pressuring myself and being mean to myself. You know, like, you can't eat that. That's bad for you, right? And then there would be this underlying current in me that would be like, but I want to eat it. Like, I really like salty things or like, I'm really craving something sweet or like, you know, maybe just a little bit. There's always this bartering energy. I don't know if you have that or have had that in your life, but there's this weird bartering energy when it can come with food especially like junk food in a way of like there's this uh, kind of adult something inside of us that's like you're not allowed to have that and then there's like this little kid kind of part that's like but you know and for me that little kid part was really really strong because I hadn't really learned that healthy food could be just as emotionally nourishing as junk food, right? And there's a lot of chemical processes that go off. I'm not going to go into those pieces of how artificial flavorings and foods affect, right, our nervous system and our body and kind of, you know, push that on um, in a way biologically, right? Because we're bodies are trained to look for salt and sugar and these products are really pushed, right, to kind of like pull at those heartstrings in us or physical strings in us, whatever you think, whatever you align with there. But I think uh, I hadn't really brought creativity in. And I was like, oh, I really like cooking. I really like trying new things if I get to be creative. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be my creative project. I think I'm really going to commit to this being a creative project. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? 
right? And a lot of times in order to motivate ourselves, I don't know if you're the person that like gets motivated to go to the gym and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy this fancy gym pass, but then I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of neat leggings or new shoes or a new water bottle or protein powder or whatever. It's like we're trying to get the things to hype up the image, right, of what we'd like to be in the future. So we go into like perfectionist mode of like, I need all the tools in order for this perfect picture to work out. But a lot of the times, like what we're missing on the inside in a big way is creativity. We're missing this ability to play and have fun and really, really take the pressure off of the image that we're creating, right? So when I started this journey, I was like, oh, if I eat healthier, my body's going to look like this, right? And then I'm going to feel like this and then I'm going to attract this and then I'll be super cool. (laughs) right or I'll be enough or whatever it was right there's like this layered picture of what I was going to get and what I realized is that I had to break down that entire picture and really stay in the heart space and say what do I want to feel like when I do this like how could I be excited or proud of myself or feel really inspired I use that word a lot like this sounds very inspiring to me there's a flow there's an openness there's a there's a fun And so food as medicine, the first time I really got it was before I could see food as medicine and healthy, I had to take away that pressure and that picture that I had of whatever I was supposed to be in the future. It was like before even starting the goal, I already had the end result. And the second that I didn't kind of meet the end result, right? Like say I eat healthy for healthy, quote unquote, right? For these three days and then like I fail and I get pizza and then I like eat a bunch of this stuff or do that and all of a sudden, right? I've tarnished the picture. The perfection energy comes in. That mean kind of coaching energy comes in. And very few people like actually feel very motivated after they hear that mean voice. Most people feel bad about themselves. They wallow in it, right? They like stop going to the gym or they stop doing their yoga, whatever it is, right? That mean voice doesn't typically create like a long commitment to change. It usually makes us have this like up and down and you have more of that bartering energy in your space too because there's shame. So that energy that comes in that says like, oh, you know, you already failed. You might as well eat that. Like that is kind of the sabotage energy, that bartering energy in a way that I don't actually think is really our core loving self. I think that's kind of the shadow self sometimes that's not really feeling so great. And so it leans into food as an emotional support to be like, well, you're already bad. You might as well be more bad, right? There's kind of that like burn it down kind of energy a little bit. And that can feel satisfying in the moment, but rarely do I hear people say like, gosh, I'm so glad, you know, there's this fight or this undercurrent that starts happening where you don't feel powerful, you don't feel strong enough. And then every time you go towards making a change, there's a one foot in, one foot out strategy where it's like, well, I don't want to put both feet in because if I fail, then I won't feel powerful enough and then I'll really feel bad. But if I only put one foot in and like kind of challenge myself, but then like I don't go through with it, I don't have to feel as bad because like I didn't put my full effort into it. And that becomes a way that we sabotage by actually saying yes to our goals. But again, the problem with this kind of method in a way is that you have to bring creativity. You have to bring in fun. You have to bring a lot of positive self-talk sort of into it. You got to be really, really nice to yourself around it. And I didn't realize that. And what was cool is that, you know, I would buy when I didn't have a lot of like financial funding, a lot of times like now I'll go to the grocery store and I have, um, 
meals and things like that in mind, but I'll buy like extra food. When I didn't really have a big budget for groceries, like I had to buy exactly what I needed. So I would go in my cookbooks. I bought a cookbook, found one at like a a used store for kind of the diet I was going for then. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to pick three or four recipes because I didn't know how to cook either. I know I knew how to use an oven and a microwave and I could boil ramen noodles. But other than that, like that, that that's what we were working with here. So I bought a cookbook and then I said, okay, in the cookbook, sometimes it would serve like three to four meals. And I was like, okay, so for each meal I make, there's three or four meals. If I pick three or four meals out of this and I make them in bulk and I make them every couple days, I'm going to learn how to cook a ton of recipes. So I would go and I would only buy those ingredients. And you actually save a lot of money if you go to the grocery store and you only buy the ingredients that you need. And I would just cook these things. And all of a sudden there was creativity and there was fun. And of course there was like failings or like, oh man, I overcooked that. But it was so much fun to watch myself expand. And then I started getting more into cooking and I was like, oh, what is that? Or like, ooh, like what is this? You know, there was such like, ooh, saffron. Like, what does that mean? Right. And like, ooh, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, like cinnamon is the coolest spice. You know, I was like, oh cardamom what is what is that oh you know like there was just this sense of curiosity I brought to it around like what is what does this mean you know and so from that with the creativity and the fun and then as my career sort of engaged I was able to have a little bit more of a sense of like how do I bring mindfulness in this right so my Buddhist psychology background of like how do I really appreciate the food not only like my energy in the process But how do I really dig deep into gratitude? How do I take every bite and chew it and be more aware? And then as you do that work, you're like, wow, this is such a cool way that food is medicine. It really nourishes myself. And then it opens up from there. You start learning about how certain foods really help with stress. Certain foods help with, you know, they have certain vitamins and minerals. So if you're really stressed out, there's going to be certain plants that are adaptogens. And sometimes those things you can put in your food, right? Or there'll be natural things that are already in your food that help with those things. So food is medicine. So again, I'm kind of layering it on here. I'm showing you where my journey started in a way. I had no idea when I decided to talk some to some dude bro, <laughs> like in my college, uh, like dorm hallway area whatever it was about taking a week off to be vegan I had no idea that there would be a seed that helped me start considering wow like how can I be really interconnected in with my food how can I have fun how can I really appreciate the earth like when you start seeing food as medicine I started being like, oh, maybe I should like grow some of my food. You know, it started off as an endeavor around like, oh, maybe this would be cheaper. You know, like these are really expensive things in the grocery store. Maybe I'll just grow tomatoes, you know, and like putting in the time and the effort and the appreciation for how long that labor takes. You're like, wow, Mother Earth, you're so cool. Like somewhere tomatoes in the world just grow naturally. That's bananas, (laughs) you know, not in Colorado, but it's just phenomenal things that you start learning and you start feeling so connected in with food and it starts becoming a medicine you know you start thinking from the place of like oh I'm really really tired today what are foods in my fridge that would be really nourishing or energizing for my body and it comes from a love place but it also comes from a place of like thank you mother earth for creating this 
you know, in one of the episodes, I had a couple um, episodes back, I talk about living life as a ritual. And one of the things that I do to almost create a better frequency in my food, to create a bigger connection, you can listen to that one if you're curious about how to work with food in terms of a ritualistic way. But the reason I bring up food as medicine is because when you start realizing that what you feed your body allows your body to grow and change and adapt in different ways, you start eating from a place of how do I nourish myself? How do I do kind things for the earth? How do I feel really good about what I'm buying with my dollar? You know, like there's a really amazing farm that my partner and I support that processes meat and food differently. And so him and I really don't buy a lot of meat ever really that we don't feel like the animals were taken care of because I don't believe that by treating something really really badly that doesn't feel good to me you know I don't want to harm something and then take its energy um I'm a big believer that energy's not created or destroyed so it's like if you have someone that abused an animal and then you eat that animal I I don't feel like there's a deep loving connection. I feel like that energy is transferred personally to me. That's just a belief system that I have, but I don't put my money into places or people or things that are not having an earth first place. And I've been watching food really impact me at deeper and deeper levels. When I was younger, you know, like they'd be like, maybe eat this healthy thing and you'll feel better. Well, all I was eating was junk food. So someone gave me something that was like really, really healthy. But like I had to kind of detox out my system so that food could actually affect me because there were so many chemicals. I had to go through an entire detox process to move a lot of these things that were coating my intestines, everything, so that I could actually even digest food better. I don't know if you know this, but like if there are certain chemicals that you eat, they build up in the body, they build up in different organs, and they literally stop your organs from being able to do what they want to do. I mean, I think that's like a big thing around cholesterol, right? But like even your intestines are supposed to digest things. There's certain bacteria, right? They always talk about how they're starting to say that your third brain is in your gut, your brain brain, your heart brain, and your gut brain. And that if they're, if you're eating certain chemicals, certain pesticides, certain fertilizers, and your body can't digest them, they're hanging out and they're stopping your body from being able to actually take in nutrients. So when you're eating food that is kind and is good for you, that bartering energy that I mentioned, that kind of sabotage energy, all of that, sometimes it's still in the background. I mean, like last night, my partner and I made cookies and I was like, I could hear it. I was like, there was a person in my space that was like, you don't really need to eat another cookie. And there was another part of me that's like, oh, but it's Sunday night and we have like oat milk (laughs) and it would be so good and nourishing. And then like, what's interesting is that um, bartering voice will get louder and it'll be like, and you did so much work this week and you deserve it. And there's all this energy. And I'm like, you know what? Regardless of whether or not I ate this cookie, I really deserve love for this week. Like, you're right. I don't I don't really need to use this cookie as like a bartering way to give myself credit for the week. So you can kind of catch yourself in a way too if you have that kind of bartering voice. It's like, oh, like you did so great so you deserve this. It's like, yeah, you did great. And regardless of whether or not you eat that, you deserve to be loved. That's true. Let's pause for a second. Give you a ton of love for your week. And if you want the cookie eat the cookie, but eat the cookie in gratitude, right? Like, like eat it with, with sweetness for yourself rather than feeling bad because then you're not actually enjoying what you did. 
You know, it's almost like you give yourself the cookie or the candy bar or whatever, but then you eat it in shame the whole time. And then you don't actually even feel good about it. (laughs) So anyway, I would love if you have your own stories about food as medicine or ways that you've really leaned in to finding what health and medicine means for you in context of food and context of the earth would love, love, love to hear from you. But I put this out here because there's so much energy around health and food and shame and things like that. And like I said, a big takeaway from this is that if you're trying to have a good relationship with food, creativity is huge. Being playful, having fun, you know, it's huge in order to have some discovery, in order to have a good time. Otherwise, it's just you yelling at you the whole time. (laughs) And that's not fun either. So Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. Feel free to check out my website if you need any free resources, meditation, blogs, things of that sort. But as always, sending so, so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.